Assalamu alaikum and welcome all to another quick episode of the Optimized Muslim podcast. Again, I'm going to be using the screen capture app, so if you are on YouTube, then you'll be able to see the text that I'm referring to. But if you're not and you're just listening via the podcast, then it should still be okay, inshallah. So the topic for the podcast is essentially to do with a post or a couple of posts that I shared on social media um, a couple of weeks ago. And one quote was by Imam Ibn Jawzi and also Imam Al-Ghazali. Um, may Allah grant them Jannah. So essentially it's to do with looking after your diet and physical fitness. And I asked the question of the current... I asked the question of how many Imams in the UK currently take heed of this advice or what would their body fat percentage be and overall it received a positive kind of response however there were a couple of messages that I received that didn't necessarily agree fully with the sentiment that I expressed so first of all before expanding upon it I'm just going to read the quote for those who aren't aware so the first quote was by Imam al-Ghazali where he said scholars used to say who controls the desire for food will be close to God and who bows to it will be far from him. That's the first quote. And another one is where he said, um, or it was said of Imam Ghazali that he considered the stomach and genitals to be the dominators of our desires. If they are kept in control, all other limbs are kept in check. And this is where I asked, what is the average body fat percentage of Imams across the UK or Muslims for that or Muslims for that matter, but especially Imams hobbling up the mimbar. And then I move on to a quote by Imam Ibn Jawzi, where he said, When looking for a teacher, I would make sure that he was physically fit. If he wasn't, I would not study with him. How could a person teach me to discipline myself if he can't control his diet? So I shared this, and obviously for, for people who have studied um, Imam Ghazali's work, and the emphasis that he puts on food in his Ihya and also some of the other scholars like Imam Ibn Jawzi, these are scholars from eight, nine centuries ago. This is nothing new. Um, however, I think currently, because of in the UK, we're just used to this image of Imams and we don't seem to think it's as much of a big deal as previous scholars might have thought. And obviously to add some nuance to the post because obviously there's only so much that you can write on social media and there was someone who rightly pointed out that obviously you don't necessarily know um, their situation and that's all accepted and that's all obviously part of the nuance that I was referring to in my in my post um, there are going to be obviously people do, that are um, disciplined and that do take care of the diet but for whatever reason whether it's genetics or hormonal or some other illness physically it may look like they don't take care of the diet and that's where we obviously have to be open-minded and not judge however the point I was making is that in general the point stands in that Imams or Muslims should obviously be healthy and they should have a physical appearance that also reflects that in general that should be the standard obviously there's going to be exceptions however suddenly with this imam point some people suddenly became really nuanced uh, like they do in on social media i mean if you make this point to someone in person 
most people would agree with the sentiment. I have actually made the same point in in person to many different people. However, online, um, suddenly people start coming out with all these genetic factors which apply to less than 2% of the population, according to what I've read, right? So it's either that there's a disproportionate amount of imams within the UK that fall within that um, genetic condition, or we just take the benefit from the general point. And the reason why this I feel as though this should be mentioned is not because I like seeing physically fit imams in the masjids necessarily. However, the point is what it represents. Imams are the leaders of the community, right? Or even let's replace imams with any Muslim in a position of responsibility or leadership. And to an extent, we all are, whether it's just for our families or whatever group um, whatever group of people we lead in whichever capacity we have to portray a certain image that lends itself towards portraying islam in the best light possible so part of that is obviously our physical kind of physical stature and how we present ourselves because most people i would say that it's being overweight does not agree with the teachings of Islam in terms of how we are supposed to approach food and also just the disciplined approach. No one can deny that Islam is a religion of discipline. It's a religion of repetition. It's a religion of kind of having a routine and having a structure, taking care over things. And obviously, um, and embodying a level of self-control or self-mastery so if we have people in positions of leadership that are going to inspire the next generation then obviously i think that the da'wah that they engage in is going to be more effective if the principles that they outlay in speech is reflected in their is embodied by them by their actions because i think this can become a generational problem and also it, it can be an issue of inspiring the youth or inspiring confidence or even putting in the youth a desire to want to be leaders of the masjid or imams and that's not going to happen if um, the youth cannot relate with their imams for whatever reason whether that's to do with the language or even other things like um, how they speak or the language they use or just general social and emotional intelligence i think there was a once i heard a, an american scholar say that one of the prerequisites of an imam is that they're able to carry their faith with swagger and obviously that doesn't necessarily mean that the swagger is not referring to walking around with your trousers halfway down um, your pants it's referring to a level of confidence or it's referring to a certain kind of pride or a certain kind of self-respect that oozes through your behavior and your speech and i think that's important because imams should be given that status within society and it's a different question as to why they are not and how they're not well paid and everything else and obviously they have a very difficult job and oftentimes they have many different roles that they're trying to juggle as well however it's something that in term again looking at the future of islam and the future generations Imams should be the beacons of a community whereby they have 
they're afforded that level of respect and they're afforded that level of status nowadays what we see is that imams can barely even speak freely because if they do then the committee may have a the good old committee might have an issue with them and then they're always under this constant threat constant threat that their livelihood may be at risk right so that's another issue um in terms of having this having this um, aura or image that can inspire confidence or um, can inspire a certain kind of aspiration amongst the community or the youth, right? Uh, and then the third point that I was going to mention is that Muslims in general, not just Imams, we should at least try to excel in permissible pursuits that are kind of Islamically aligned, but also they seem to align well with the current social kind of um, context or currency and there are only a few areas like this whereby an example would be perhaps fitness or an example would be certain self-development ideas um, psychology or even environmental issues these are certain areas that Muslims could be at the forefront of rather than engaging in other things to try and get in with the culture look like TV series or uh, movies or games which I'm not saying they're not permissible but obviously in terms of priorities or in terms of what is beneficial overall I'd say those other things mentioned probably take priority over this and then that gives you a dawah opportunity that's not being appreciated um, because oftentimes people that are already engaged in certain things like self-development um, they already have a mindset whereby they're open to kind of improving themselves. They're open to uh, having these new ideas that can potentially change their life in a better way. So they're kind of prime candidates for Islamic da'wah because they're already open to living um, like a contrarian in a way. They're already open to living a different kind of lifestyle, um, living a lifestyle with which they see benefit, whatever that might be. Um, there's many different times that I've had conversations with people uh, in relation to things like ketosis or intermittent fasting or um, long, long-term long fasting or um, tracking sleep or biohacking or nootropics or all these different kind of areas, um, books on psychology and it's not directly even linked to Islam however it gives you an opportunity to do da'wah uh, in your own way or in an indirect way or even if you don't even have that in your mind obviously as a Muslim or as a visibly practicing Muslim you're still going to have that effect on them um, on whoever you're talking to so I think this has gone on longer than I intended and I don't know if I made the point clearly just to clarify obviously the point is not necessarily just about imams it was more a general point I think any point that I mentioned applies to Muslims in general rather than just imams but as leaders of a community and as kind of the beacons of a community um, I think they should take more responsibility and again if you benefit or you like these ideas or you think that these ideas would resonate with someone then please do share it again the good thing about this podcast and um, so far is that there's nothing that I'm selling there's nothing like oh if you click the link you can join this course or anything like that it's just an idea that I think can benefit Muslims and the way they think and that's what this podcast is geared towards and I appreciate your feedback so reach out to me on social media I'm probably most active on Instagram but all the links will be in the description below and Jazakallahu Khairan for listening